Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with his Wednesday expert, longest running expert, amazing individual, great investor, Anna Kelly. So good to be here as always, Michael. <laughs> this is so much fun talking to you every week. I learn something. I get inspired to help more people. So thank you for this. Oh, thank you. Awesome. One thing I want to talk about here is this con concept of being one deal away. Uh, one of the interviews I've spoken, one of the guests I've spoken with a couple of times over the last year just has this as a concept, right? You're one deal away, one deal away. And I think it's an interesting idea, right? Because again, for me, as somebody who used to sell software, we used to have this concept of, POC, proof of concept. And that's not a sale, but that is some interest level, right? Because they may not be spending money, but they're spending time. So talk about the, like when I say, hey, Anna, the, the concept of your one deal away, what does that mean to you? How does that hit? How does that feel? Yeah, I think when you're beginning or you're beginning in a new niche, for example, it's a really important concept because so many people it's that I've heard it said the law of the first deal, right? If you're just thinking about it and you're like, I'd love to buy my first single family, or then it's like, I'd love to buy my first four unit building, or I'd love to joint venture an RV park. And then I'd love to syndicate a two, you know, 200 unit deal. Every one of those things, you know, needs a giant leap of faith to get to the next thing. Right but we're never ready for that thing till we've done the stuff before, right? So if you haven't started, really one deal away could create a couple hundred bucks a month extra in your pocket to give you a little bit of margin that you're not living check to check and you have a little bit more freedom, right? Mm -hmm. One deal, you go from that one deal to the second one and it's that little bit more margin. So maybe you're $400 a month from being able to cover your expenses because you got debt and a car payment one deal will cover part of that. Then it's one more deal will do the next thing. It'll, it'll make you technically a break even, right? Mm -hmm. Then that next deal, maybe it's the four unit that gives you a thousand dollars a month extra in your pocket. You're one deal away from finally being able to take a family vacation, right? So when I think of one deal, and this is again on the, off the cuff, it's mm -hmm. what could that next deal do for me financially? And what will it allow me to do with my life that is the thing that I really wanna do it for? Because it's not about just one more unit or one more, more and more and more cash. It's what does that allow you to do with your life? So if I'm thinking I'm one deal away from this, it's if I do this, this is how my life would change. So it's worth taking the steps to do that one more deal mm -hmm. and just put your pressure on, on yourself for that one. Don't put the pressure on this one's going to be a waste of time because I really want to do 200 unit deals. Mm -hmm. Put the pressure on I'm one deal away from from growing as a player, from growing my life, having extra cash flow, let's just take it one deal at a time. Mm -hmm. Let's get there and then see what I've learned from it and what I'm ready to do the next deal and what that deal will do for me. So that's how I would think about it. Yeah, for, I love all of that. For me, the other thing I think about is, um, you know, being one deal away or the, the idea of a proof of concept POC that I used to kind of live by, mm -hmm. you really find out if you, if it is for you. Cause one of the, one of the, one of the issues with the POC is the person plays with the software or in this case, a rental unit and hates it. Yes. It's possible, right? It's like, Hey, we, it's not what we thought. Yeah. It's technically what you told us, but it, it's not how our job works. It's it, it would slow us down, which was the kiss of death with software, right? Cause software is supposed to be a positive return on investment, all of that. Um, but yeah, one of the, one of the things you could find out when you buy your first rental house is you hate it. You, you don't, you, for whatever reason, right. You don't like dealing with tenants 
or it's a big hassle or or whatever i mean that's that's one of the outcomes that's possible yeah yeah and then the question is is it really the problem with the software or is it that you need to become more proficient in using the software right yeah. mm -hmm. so even with the rental you're not going to know till you at least buy it right so once you buy it I would say, even if you hate it, before you decide I'm out, this didn't work, I don't like it, it could be the best thing that's ever happened to you, but you need to tweak how you're owning it and how you're using it. So for that person that says, I'm too busy, I'm exhausted, they were like me that started off with a job and then they decided, let's be a sweat equity landlord and paint our <laughs> own units and manage our own people. Like it was like pulling teeth, it was not fun, right? But we had to do it to learn, right? And then the next one, it's like, okay, we need to hire a property manager. We need to do something different with this one. So you've got to buy it in order to figure out what works, what doesn't, and then how to tweak it um, and how to buy the next one differently and more proficiently. Yeah. When I talk about kind of tying all this together, the importance of getting to four, right? I think four rental properties changes your future. Because and I, I tell people you could stop at four, right? If you if you get to four and you stop, you you won, right? You won the game. You're you're a you know you're in the Hall of Fame. Whatever you want to just play with this player analogy, because then you could focus on paying them off or whatever you choose, whatever fits your life. Because mm -hmm. uh, then you're probably going to be a millionaire, right? No matter where you buy them in thirty years, you you know unless you're buying really cheap stuff, you probably are going to be a millionaire in thirty years. So and have cash flow and then social security and 401k and pension right. or whatever else. So it's going to make your life better. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. After the first one, right. If you're going to do sweat equity by junkers and it's not you, well, then do you pay a property manager versus self-management? Do you buy turnkey? Do you buy new builds? Maybe you hate, you know, there are people that, and I bought them. I bought homes that were built in the 1920s. Those are different, right? They're weird layouts, really small rooms. Uh, but maybe you want to buy new builds. I mean, yeah, you you find out once you once you know you've you, you've got that proof of concept or that first deal. Right. Absolutely. You just you just have to get started. Right. You just you have to get started. You'll never know until you do it. Mm -hmm. um, and then every time you do the next thing, you say, okay, um, could I could I open up the next app? You know, can I pay for the the next level of software that's going to help me? And a lot of times, people buy singles, and then you realize this is really good. I'd love to, you know, spread, spread it out across more doors. Maybe I buy my first four unit building, you know, yeah. at that point. And it's not very much different. And it's an easier leap to that next deal, that next one, mm -hmm. because you've already kind of built the foundation of becoming proficient with the other stuff. That's actually, I didn't know I was going to go here, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So you've bought single family homes. Mm -hmm. You've bought four units, which is the largest residential. You've bought small commercials, right? 10, 20 unit mm -hmm. deals. And you've been a part of hundred unit deals, big ones. Mm -hmm. I want to ask, is it true what they say it's just as easy to close a hundred unit deal as a single family home? Cause I've never bought anything that big. Um, no. Oh, I'm so happy you said that. <laughs> um, there's a, a lot more complexity. Now, what is true is that if I have all the investors I need, to close down, you know, we're, we just finished a 400 unit apartment building, um, $40 million deal. We did a 500 unit apartment building, $80 million deal. Well, I have to do a lot of work to get all the investors to come up with a multi-million dollar down payment for that deal. So there's work involved there that if I go buy my own single family house, I don't need other investors, right? Um, there's more, more complex loans to some extent, um, but what happens is the bigger units you do, once you become proficient in it, 
if I have all the investors line up and we all have the net worth and liquidity that we need, um, the time frame to close a large deal isn't a whole lot different than the time frame to close a small deal. But the number of people needing to be fully engaged and on board at the entire time is exponentially more. So yes, I can close a 400 unit deal maybe in 60 to 90 days, and I can close a single family in you know 60 days. But is it easier? No, it's tremendously more complex um, to do it. I think the other thing, just to kind of in fairness to some that say that, if I'm going to the time it takes me to do a 20 or 30 unit deal, it's going to take me about the same amount of time to do a 200 or 300 unit deal. So once you're into multifamily that's commercial and you've got that layer of complexity, it's like, why buy, you know, a 10, 20 unit deals when I can buy one 200 unit deal? If all of the things were equal, then yes, you'd want to go straight for the 200. But you better be proficient on having done it before yeah. on smaller deals. If you try to go, I'm going to be a, a single family home investor and tomorrow I'm going to be a GP on a 400 unit deal. It's probably one of the dumbest, riskiest things you could ever do unless you're one little piece and one little player and you've got a huge support team doing everything else. Yeah, I think that's really wise. And But I will agree that in my little world, again, we've I've never raised, I've never done any of those things. For me today, looking at a 20 unit, which is the biggest I bought and a single family home, it's essentially the same process. But again, it's my money, right? So it's right. That's that. right. Right. Yeah, it does take me just as long to buy a, a vacation home one as it does for me to buy a 20 unit property. I think that's um, fair. Yeah. How about operational? Again, I've never operated or been a part of operating a hundreds of units versus single. And again, remember, I don't self-manage. I pay someone. So for me, operation operationally, a 20 unit, I guess in a 20 unit building, I have, I probably spend 20 minutes a month more because it's just like the different tenants didn't pay, maybe repair reviews, you know, before and after picks, make sure I'm not being, nobody's stealing from me. Uh, so maybe operationally it's a, it's a little more intensive, but you kind of expect that, but uh, not, yeah, the, not only, the only real differences, you know, let's say a 20 unit versus having 20 single family homes is usually if you have a single family home, your tenants responsible for lawn care and snow removal mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff, basic little maintenance. Um, when you're in a multi, you're usually handling lawn care, snow removal. Um, tenants fight with each other over noise and smoking and parking and those kind of things. So it's really the people problem mm -hmm. because they're all neighbors in close quarters takes a little bit more time. But fundamentally, the amount of time you spend on, you know, on things is not much different with systems and automation. It's, it's not very much different. But I can buy a 20 unit with less transactional costs than buying 20 single individual homes. Sure. I don't have all those separate closings and all the separate title work and all of that kind of stuff. So it's still, you know, probably bang for your buck, still better um, to buy an eight unit or a 20 unit than eight individual houses or 20 individual houses. Mm -hmm. um, but that efficiency isn't the only reason that you buy multis versus singles. There's benefits to singles as well mm -hmm. um, that we can talk about another time. Yeah, I guess the last thing I want to ask is, so in my area, um, my, my average apartment turnover is about 24 months. I think it's 27 now. And my houses is almost eight years. Or do you see kind of similar gaps with turnover? Um, yes, but you're definitely going to have more turnover in apartments because it's, it's generally people that are kind of at a transient point in their life. Mm -hmm. um, we have some that have been there for years and decades, right? Mm -hmm. They're never going to buy a house. But a lot of times 
you know, a single person gets roommates and then roommates split up and then they move on with a boyfriend and then they split up and then they get married and buy a house. So there's more reasons for people to move um, before they're stable with, you know, two workers and kids and all that kind of stuff and want to buy a house. So they're just moving a lot more frequently in apartments than they do in a house. Very cool, Anna. This has been an amazing conversation. I love episode number one. That was fun to watch. Uh, Anna, how can people find you? Great. You can follow me here every Wednesday. You can find me on uh, all of social, Anna Kelly, REI Mom, and my website, reimom.com. And if you are one of those investors who wants to invest in large multifamily deals passively and you're accredited, find me on greaterpurposecapital.com for investment offerings. Awesome. Thank you very much, Anna. Thank you so much.